Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I'm Dr. Virgil Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. I want to ask you a question. When life hits you with unexpected challenge or change, how do you respond? Do you dig in your heels Do you have an emotional breakdown and fall apart? Do you withdraw from everyone and everything? Do you reach for someone to help them, have them help you stand up? Well, tonight, my guest co-host, Jane Victoria Hopkins, when she experiences challenge, she looks in the mirror and says, I still can. (laughs) I'm so excited for you to hear from her this evening as we talk through the flip side of her story. Jane is a teacher, a speaker, and a new author who has seen her fair share of adversity. She's actually also a fellow WOW sister of mine, the Women of Wellness um, from Teaching to Change Lives and Dr. <laughs> Doc, uh, speaking it into existence, Dale. Dale Sharp Lee. We connected in that space of WOW sisterhood and in that experience, I was able to first just get a glimpse of her, but it wasn't until she came to the launch of my first book, Fearless Conversations with the Limitless God. In that space, we launched the book in Philadelphia. And in that space, have you ever been in the presence of someone who just permeates wisdom and inspiration. Well, that's what resonated with me when I interacted with Jane that evening, and she impacted everyone around her. Despite her experiences, the challenges, her mindset and her spirit absolutely infected all of us. And so I could not think of any other person that I would want to be able to talk about. How do you walk through to the other side of adversity that's tied to chronic illness that physically becomes a challenge for you? Well, this evening, Jane is going to share a bit of her story, her mindset, her spirit, and her faith with us. So I open up this dialogue and welcome Jane Victoria Hopkins to our flip side conversation. Welcome, Jane. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I've been looking forward to this day uh, with anticipation, uh, nervousness, all because so much has happened in the past few months that um, I'm just overwhelmed 
with what has taken place in my life. And I owe it all to God. It was nothing but God that had put me where I am right now at this moment, uh, in this space and time. So thank you so much. I am so excited about hearing all of the amazing things that have happened most recently as you walk through the victory of the flip side of your story and the journey that continues for you. But I'm hoping that you will take us back. So you've had quite an experience of adversity and challenge and change. Um, Not only a, a stroke and a coma, but there's a lot that has happened in your backstory before we get to this moment in time. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and how we got to begin this conversation of a flip? Well, sure. Um, just to give you, like you said, a backdrop of what has happened. Um, I have been ill for some time. Um, I have rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease. I recently, I discovered after that, that I had a lung disease, which came out of nowhere because <laughs> I didn't know I even had it. Um, so I've been going through various health issues along the way since 2014, um, not only did my health decline worse in 2014, I lost a brother in 2014 while I was hospitalized with pneumonia. And that was a great loss for me because I couldn't go to the funeral. Uh, and he was, you know, he lives in South Carolina, so I couldn't go to the funeral. I didn't get a chance to say my goodbyes because he was my rock, you know, my backbone, to, so mm-hmm. to speak. Anything I needed, he was there for me to do it. You know, I have other brother. I have another brother, and I have a sister, but he was the oldest, mm. and I relied on him a great deal for a lot of things. So that kind of just kind of pushed me over the edge right. into what where I had to go from. Um, so while hospitalized, I thought I was being treated for pneumonia in my right lung. Turned out I suffered a stroke. They say a stroke. Some say it was a seizure. But I slipped into a coma for about two weeks, approximately two weeks. And I laid there between life and death. And when I say life and death, I actually mean death. I was on the other side. Um, I could see things happening to me that no one else probably has ever experienced before. And when I say I see things that no one else has, I mean, I saw my own funeral. Mm. And that's something not too many people see is their own funeral. I'm looking down in the church where I went for the last 38 years of my life, and I'm seeing me laying there in a white casket, white dress, the whole nine yards. And I'm saying to myself, no, this is not happening. Wow. I'm not gone. (laughs) Wake up. Yes. But I couldn't wake up. Wow. Wake up. So you not only were experiencing physical loss from loss of your health, loss in relationship, and misdiagnosis, 
and realizing all of those complications happening literally simultaneously. And as you lay in a coma, having what some might call an out-of-body experience, if we were to take you back to that time, when you came out of the coma, what happened after that? Well, when I woke up, of course, my brother was there. My, my youngest brother was there at the bedside. Actually, he's the baby. And he would get mad at me if I re- me referring to him as the baby. But he was the baby. And he was at my bedside. My former pastor was there. And I almost didn't recognize any of them. Mm. But I had enough ability to remember my brother, but not so much my pastor at that time. Mm-hmm. So it took a day or two for me to kind of get my bearings, get my surroundings together, because I mean, I was looking all around. It's like, all right, now where am I? Why is it still dark? And they're telling me it's a different time frame. So my mind right. was really right. off. You were disoriented. It was, day, right. it was night. Wow. And when it was night, I thought it was day. And I kept remembering I was calling out for my brother. I'm saying, DeWitt, DeWitt, where are you? And I called the nurses and I said, where's my brother? Where's my brother? Mm -hmm. And they say, it's nighttime, Miss Hopkins. He's probably home Mm -hmm. asleep. And I'm thinking to myself, no, it's not nighttime. It's daytime. Right. And that's just the fog of me coming out of that coma. Wow. And trying to remember things and where I was in my surroundings. Um, it was hard. <laughs> I could only imagine with so much change and loss and e- even loss of time. I, I just continue to think about how in such a short amount of time, a shift in your health, loss in relationships, loss of time, being in a coma for over two weeks, and then coming out of that, out of that experience and being disoriented. What kind of emotions were you experiencing during that time? I was afraid. Mm. My biggest Mm -hmm. thing was fear. Mm. I was afraid. I was alone. I I felt alone and abandoned. It's like, okay, Where's my family? You know, why isn't anybody here with me? Why don't I see people I recognize? And that was my biggest fear. Uh, You know, being alone, feeling abandoned, um, and and trying to put things together. And no one, unless you've been somebody that has walked in that shoe, you don't know what it's like until you walked in that shoe. Right. And put that shoe on the other foot, and it's you in that situation. Mm-hmm. Because only the person that's been in that situation can understand that situation. Yeah. And that's how I felt. Alone, afraid, and abandoned. Wow. Um, it wasn't until months later, after I was in rehab, that I re- would learn that there were people there, but I just didn't put two and two together. Right. I couldn't recognize them. And if they came, they came after they had put me to sleep or gave me a sedative to make me sleep. Mm-hmm. But I was made aware that different people from my church and my family had been there to see me. Mm-hmm. But I said, I don't remember none of that. 
you know, wow. <laughs> where was so, I? <laughs> right. And, and the whole time you're battling that internal story of fear and alone and abandonment. And so how did you navigate? What did that fear turn in, into for you? Well, that fear turned into, okay, this is my situation. This is what's happened to me now. I can either lay here and wallow in it and accept and accept it, or I can start fighting back. I started fighting back. I called on God. I said, God, you woke me up for a reason. It must not have been my time. You must have plans for me. So help me, Lord, get back on my feet. What is it that you want me to do next? What steps do I need to take to get back on my feet and get myself back into the community where I had left? Yes. So you had a fighter spirit inside of you. Did you have a fighter spirit all your life? Were you a fighter as a as a child? What was that something that's always been I've a always part been, of who you are? Yes. I've always been a determined person, not to fail, but to succeed. I got that from my father. My mother just nurtured it, but I got that fighting spirit from my father because he never quit on anything. So I got that fighting spirit from him. So it was And I always felt you. like I had to be better and do better than my peers. And just to show them that, yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can do this. Because some yes. have given up on me, you know. Mm. So I had to show that, yes, I can. I'm still here, and, you know, and I'm, I'm fighting back. So was it that internal fight that, as I listened to you, it was modeled for you, it was planted in you as a seed, and when it needed to blossom and grow and actually be used at a critical moment in time, because the root system of that fight was strong, you were able to tap into it at the critical moments in time for you to be able to use it and say, you know what, this is not my end. This is not how my story is going to end because God woke me up. Mm-hmm. So when I think about fear, I believe you had referenced when we prepared for this uh, session that there were elements of depression for you as well during this time. Is that true? Yes, yes. Um, how did you overcome that? Well, Depression from, to, to me is something that you really don't overcome. Mm-hmm. You have to work mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my depression came from the fact, okay, I am a person with a disability. You know, I have rheumatoid arthritis, which is affecting my joints. I can't walk. I can't really stand up. My hands are all crooked. So, and that made me feel depressed because it says it made me feel like I no longer had use of myself. I need to make myself feel useful. I needed to grab hold of something and say, this is, I can do this despite my disability. Just because I'm unable to walk or unable to stand up straight and I can't run like I used to, but I still can do. If I have to do it from a wheelchair, I can still do. 
I so thus <laughs> the title of this evening's episode I still can. Yes. Now before we take a break, I want to make sure that people understand something and if you'll allow me mm-hmm. to have a vulnerable moment with you. Sure. Waking up from the coma, we don't I don't want people because we're also on the radio and they can't see you. So I want them to understand that waking up from the coma wasn't just a sunshine and rainbow moment. Not only did you have to come from a place of overcoming the the fear and depression, but your body has changed. Yes. So tell short, quickly, can you in a succinct way tell us what what is your condition right now physically my condition right now is that i undergo treatment for my rheumatoid arthritis i undergo treatment for my lung disease but with those treatments and medications i can walk i can partially walk i can stand up so long as i'm holding on to something i can stand up um, and I can go places on my own in a, what I call my buggy, which is my hover round chair. I can go anywhere in the city now on my own because I have my hover round, you know, my traveling buddy, buddy that takes me wherever I want to go. So as I think about your change, your transitions, and how you've experienced so much loss. And as we get ready for our first commercial break, recognizing that when we're talking about the, a flip side of a story, it's not just about the story on the other side is without continued challenge or change or loss. Yeah. We're not talking about a flip side where everything becomes perfect. We're talking about a flip side story with the change, the challenge, that there is still the internal fight that I still can. And when we come back from this break, I want an opportunity for Jane to share with all of you how she cultivates that mindset of I still can. So we will be right back after this commercial break. And during this break, I hope that you will look and log into our website at www.livingstrongllc.com and take a look at our resources as we continue to try to support those who are interested in growing even on the other side of their adversity. There are several services and supports that we provide. You can find them all on our website. And again, that's www.livingstrongllc.com. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life is now in session. Are you present? We don't get a dress rehearsal in life. So why not grab every moment you can 
to grow. Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. We're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, let's get intentional about creating a growth plan for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for first Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. It's your time. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. If you're just logging in, I am privileged to be able to have a conversation with Miss Jane Victoria Hopkins. If you've been listening into her story or if you're just logging in, let me tell you, this woman has a fight in her spirit. She has overcome much physical loss, relational loss, and emotionally has overcome fear and depression for us to be able to have this flip side conversation. So as we jump back into understanding how she's now navigating through what we are calling her victory and change, even in the face of disability, how did you learn or develop the spirit to overcome the disabilities that you shared just before our break? Well, I learned to overcome them because uh, not just of my faith in God and what he did for me by giving me the second, what I call a second chance at life. I did it through determination. Um, I said, you know, it, I just, I'm just not ready to quit. I'm not ready to give up. Um, I need to push forward. I need to step out of my little comfort zone and show the world that, you know, this is who I am. You know, this, despite all my illnesses and disabilities and setbacks, this is who I am. I'm still a very viable woman. I am a Christian woman. And so I can do this. There, I don't think there's anything I've ever been afraid of accomplishing or taking to task. And that's how I get by every day. Every day I'm determined to succeed at something. Wow. You know, and, so, and that's how I put myself out there. 
And I hear how you, even from the bedside, when in our first segment, you said, I made the decision that this isn't going to be the end. So it sounds like there, it, there was this internal shift that happened first. And now your body, your mindset, your motivation is following that internal shift. And I'm hoping those who are experiencing physical challenges, physical illness. We're still in the uh, fallout of a pandemic and COVID-19 and the changes and the challenges that have come with that. As I listen to you share and make the declaration that there is still more for me to do, I hope that that encourages and inspires others who might think just because this has happened, I'm washed out. I'm done with. How do you talk back <laughs> to yourself? I'm, I'm sure it can't always be the, the rainbows and sunshine. Right. Are there ever any moments of doubt or discouragement? Uh, yes. And I can tell you exactly when they come. In the midnight hour when I'm here by myself, all alone, that's when those little doubts start to creep into the back of my head. And I let, if I don't, if I'm not careful, they get even bigger. Mm. So I got to push those doubts behind me. I got to get them out of my head. And I got to say, you know, it's not going to be like that. I'm not going to let the devil get in my way because if you allow yourself to become discouraged and you think that there's nothing left for you because of your disability I don't care who you are it doesn't have to be disability like I suffer it could be any disability that you suffer you cannot and I mean you cannot give up because the moment you give up that's when your body is going to get weaker on you and then shut down on you again. So you've got to keep fighting every single day. Get up. I get up every day after I, my aide comes in and helps me get ready. I sit down at, on the edge of my bed and I put on makeup from head to toe. I put on earrings, necklaces, ankle bracelets. I get fully dressed. Even though I may not step foot outside my apartment door, I get fully dressed every single day. There is so much. There's so much in that. There's so much in that. I, I want to make sure, because I felt that, and I want to make sure the person who needed to hear it, it settles in their spirit. Mm -hmm. You cannot give up. You cannot give up. The, as I listen to you share how even if the feelings or the thoughts come, and I think that's really powerful as I'm listening to you, because sometimes people just wish the emotions didn't come or the thoughts, I just wish the thought just wouldn't come. Well, it's actually not about the thought not coming. It's how do you respond when it shows up? 
and listening to, did you all hear, you could hear that fight from her childhood. It just came through loud and clear. <laughs> it, it impacted me. That's that, I said, oh, I hear that fight. I hear that fight. I'm going to speak right back to that voice, not giving it space to settle in to your mind and your body. And you were just sharing, if you get into a mindset where you mentally give up, it will begin to weaken your physical state as well. It's a powerful image of getting up, getting dressed, putting makeup on, whether you go out or not. Keep the fight moving because there's more for you to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And, I, I, you know, I say this in all honesty, if anything, if, if anything that they can gain from this today is the fact that you can still do it. You know, my motto, I still can. Um, you know, that has become a, a mantra for me, you know, and I want it to become a mantra for everybody else who, like I said, is in similar physical disability state. Whatever that disability may be, you know, you may not be in a wheelchair, but you may have a hard time walking and you're using a cane or you may not be able to see, but you can still do it. You can still do it. You can mm-hmm. still live a full and complete life. There's nothing out there that says you can't do it because you can. Yes. So. Miss Jane, what gets you up every day? What gets you up and out of the bed? What What is that? I think the thing that gets me up and out of bed is God. Because he wakes me up every morning. He will not allow me to sleep a minute past six o'clock. <laughs> he say, okay, you don't slept enough. Let's get up. Let's get this day started. I don't care what it is you do. Whether you leave that apartment or not, but let's get up and let's get it started. So I wake up with that motto, get up and get it started. You know, um, I can't imagine myself not getting up and, and getting dressed and having breakfast and just going through daily mail or working on a paper for school or reading a book, reading one of your books, reading one of Cheryl's books. You know, um, I, I can't imagine myself not doing that. And I, 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 just, I just want people to know that you can. You can do yes. things. You don't have, and you don't have to sit in your apartment, because I certainly do, mm-hmm. or don't. When my chair gets fixed and I'm back on the road again, I'm out this door. <laughs> I love that. So not only does she have a fight, she has a fight that gets her up early. In the morning. (laughs) So 6 a.m. is the start of the day. And listening to the very practical nuggets that you are sharing. So you've already shared that you live by a mantra. You have set your mind. You are connected to your God. And you establish a routine. 
there's something that when you're getting up, you are motivated to move into a routine that consistently gets you moving and flowing and connecting with things outside of yourself. Can you hear me, Jane? Yes, I can hear oh, you. So, so tell us a little bit about the book. <laughs> I want to know. Yes. So those of you who um, have not heard about uh, Jane is a contributing author to a new book that is coming out. Now, the visionary for the book is Cheryl Hurley. And you may remember our very first episode of Fearless Conversations with the Limitless God. We kicked off the entire radio show by having a fearless conversation with key individuals who have impacted my life. And Cheryl Hurley is one of those people. And she has multiple books, but her newest project is a collaboration with 21 women and the name of the book is queens who have defied the odds i love that title yeah and jane is one of the contributing authors for this book and so jane tell us a little bit about uh the book okay it's been an amazing journey doing this book, um, working with Cheryl and Kimberly at the uh, LeBeau Publishing Company, uh, it's, it's been amazing. And these 20 other women who are now called my sisters, the collaboration has been great. Uh, we each tell a story of what we've come through. Mine was that medical issue of being in a coma and coming out of that coma and finding the new flip side of that. So that was my chapter. And I'm quite sure when the book drops, everybody will have a chance to pre-order from everybody, individual websites that have been established. And you can pre-order your book and get the book and read all 21 chapters of the book from each individual woman uh, regarding their adversities and how they came through. It's a marvelous project that I worked on, marvelous. I can't imagine how powerful a book with 21 stories of queens who have defied the odds. During a time like this, that level of determination is something that I feel is relevant to anyone's story, male or female, yes. being willing to defy the odds that are in front of us. And Latoya has asked a question, and I want to, to unpack this with you. She said, you use the word determination, which is so strong because it indicates a process of resolution, purpose, and willpower. Can you describe how you put that word into action daily to advance your mind and body forward? How do you use that word determination to move your mind and your body forward? Awesome question, Latoya. Yes. Um, she's right. The word determination is a very powerful word. Um, 
And I guess the, the best way I can describe that determination and how I put it into action every day is to just say, get up and do. Just get up and do it. Um, you know, God comes to each of us in different ways and at different times. Well, God comes to me at different times of the day and is telling me, you can do this, I want you to do that. Um, And he's not giving me room enough to say no. So when God calls, I answer. So I'm taking that determination by putting it into work. So he says, well, I want you to do this today. Today is Wednesday. I need you to do this. And then I go and do it without question, without remorse, without fight. I just go and do it. Um, Today I decided that I have some hats that I bought, but I'm really not a hat person unless I'm going to church on Sunday. So I don't wear hats during the week. And as you can see, my head is bald. I keep my head cut real close. I don't like nothing on my head. So I decided, you know what? I bought these hats, but I'm going to pay it forward and give these hats to somebody else that can use them. So that's what I'm doing today. As I listen to you, something else. But as I listen to you, two key things popped out for me. The first is when you hear the assignment without hesitation, you do it. How many of us pause? We've heard the assignment and we sit on it. And we say, well, maybe next time. Well, I'm not sure if I'm the right one. Are you sure that this is what we self-talk ourselves out of the forward movement process? But you just hit me with the statement and the clarity that when you hear the assignment, you move forward without hesitation. And I feel like someone needs to hear that because they've heard the assignment a couple of times. And that self-talk, that self-doubt, the old narrative that is no longer working for them is robbing them of the opportunity to move into action. The second thing I heard you just share is thinking about other people. How you can pay it forward is a huge motivator for us to move beyond our own self issues and and uh, challenges when we're able to think about what can I do for someone else. Yes, that's that's so true, um, and and it doesn't take a whole lot. It doesn't take a whole lot. You even mentioned it in your one of your series that I set in on 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 virtual. Uh, how you talked about from John Maxwell, I believe, how you talk about the steps that we have to take, and you know, you just follow those steps. Yes, being consistent, being consistent, and. I continue to hear that element of fearlessness within you, um, and it echoes the first time we met at a fearless conversation and how you came into that space determined 
to receive what was for you. As we get ready to take another break, I encourage you to check out some of the resources that have been mentioned already, whether it is our growth webinars or it is our fearless conversation resources and tools. You can find both of them and all of it on our website, www.livingstrong.com. LLC.com. And when we come back from this break, we will continue to lean into the conversation with Jane and ask her for her advice. What would she share with others who are experiencing challenge? So stay tuned in and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life is now in session. Are you present? We don't get a dress rehearsal in life. So why not grab every moment you can to grow? Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. We're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, let's get intentional about creating a growth plan for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for first Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. It's your time. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veardra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. We have been having a powerful conversation with Miss Jane Victoria Hopkins. She is a victorious woman who has overcome a stroke and a coma, loss in relationship and emotional struggle for her to be in a season and time right now where she continues to say, I can't believe how much God is doing right now. If you've heard any part of our previous segments, you have heard that fighter spirit that is in her. And have you noticed 
what I said about her, that she just permeates inspiration and encouragement. And she's been dropping a lot of wisdom and nuggets. When I listened to you earlier speaking, there is one character that kept coming up for me as I listened to how you fought through depression and fear, doubt, self-talk. You've pushed through all of those things. Character that continues to show up for me is the woman with the issue of blood. And why does she keep showing up for me in my mind is because at the very start of our conversation, you made a decision. And I think about her story before she ever got to the hymn of Christ's garment, she said within herself, she made a decision before she ever got to that place of healing that this was going to be the day and that she was going to pursue her God for the opportunity to get healed. And there's just, when you described from your hospital bed, you decided that your story will not end this way. I want to tap into and would ask for you to share your advice for anyone who is struggling with a situation where they feel like it's over. I don't know that I've got anything else to offer. What advice would you offer them to help them recognize that they still can? I think the the very best advice I can give to them would be similar to that woman with the issue of blood. Just reach out and touch the hem of his garment and he will heal you. He will heal you. All I had to do was let God reach out his hand, take my hand, and wake me up from that coma. It was nothing I did. I could do, I could do nothing. I laid there in that hospital bed, d- death, de- um, dead to be in fact. So I could do nothing. It was God who reached out his hand to me. He said, no, not yet. It's not your time. Mm-hmm. So my best advice to anyone that finds themselves in a crisis situation like mine or like in th- whatever that situation may be, just reach out. God is right there. He's t- waiting for you to call on him. He's, wow. he's begging you to reach out to him. He's an awesome guy. He can, he can do anything. He can fix anything. He can heal anything. All you have to do is make a determination in your mind that you are not going to give up, that you want to live, you want to move on, and just reach out. There is a better side to this. Mm. You can do better, and there is a better side. And God can get you there, but you got to be willing to let him take you there. You got to hold that hand out and say, here I am, God. I'm ready to do your will, not my will, but your will. Take my hand and lead me. 
that's the best advice I can give to anyone facing any type of crisis situation. Just reach out and touch him. Develop that personal relationship with him that's going to bring you that kind of peace and joy that you seek. And, and he will heal your body. He will heal your mind. He will heal your soul. And when he does, when he does that for you, then you're ready to go on to the step on out of that corner and, and, and just do whatever he asks you to do. Don't be afraid to do what God asks you to do when he calls on you. Don't turn and run away. Get back to what he does best. Let him guide you. Let him lead you. But you've got to be willing to follow him. Mm. got to be willing to listen to what he says. Open your mind and listen to what God has for you in store for you. That's wow, it's for you, right? It's for you. It's for you. Yes, yes. We talked about in one of our last growth webinars, which happen every first Tuesday of the month, we unpacked the law of the rubber band. And one of those session uh, conversations, when we think about a rubber band, it really is only useful when it's stretched. And as I listened to you share, you have to reach out. And how powerful that mental image is for someone who is in a place of doubt or discouragement. It's time for you to reach out. And we talked about in that session that it's necessary for you to build that reach muscle because all of this is going to require you to take a risk. It's not necessarily that it's going to be easy because for those of you who are just logging in, Jane is talking about healing, but it's not that her whole story has turned out in perfection or rainbows. It's her healing in her mind and her spirit, even from what do you call your your um, your electronic uh Buggy. Your buggy. From her buggy. From her buggy, her power and her healing just radiates. He heals in different ways. But she's encouraging you to reach out. To reach out. So just give us a snapshot, Jane, as we talk about you reaching out. What kinds of things have you been experiencing most recently well, that, that's a part of your victory? Well, in addition to the book coming out, Queens Who Defy the Odds, I'm also working on another book project. So I'll be doing another chapter on another topic uh, c- coming out. And I just started working on it. Um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to mention the title. So rather than mention it and get in trouble, I won't mention it at this point uh, until I talk to Kimberly. Because it's her project. So, um, But yeah, I already started working on another book project. Um, I've been recently accepted at seminary. So come January 2022, I'll be attending uh, United Lutheran Seminary where I'll be working on my master's in theology. 
Um, so I'm, you know, like I said, I, I'm stepping out of my shadow. I'm taking baby steps forward so that I don't fall back into my old habits. Um, I'm, I'm learning to, as someone put it to me the other day, you have finally found your happy. Oh, and what makes you happy, Jane? What, what makes, makes you happy? happy is the fact that I'm in this place now where I'm developing my writing skills to be an author, a bona fide author. I'm part of this connection of women, of you know, the women of wellness, uh, all these other various women's groups that have reached out to me. I haven't reached out to them. They have reached out to me to join their groups. So I'm, I'm overwhelmed with all this new found freedom to do, to do all these different things. You know, going back to college at 66 years old, mind you, I'll be 67 in September. So going back to school at that age, still dealing with some health issues, still trying to stay on top of those things. And I'm just, I'm happy because I'm able to do this. I'm alive to do this. You know, God has given me all of this and he keeps opening more doors for me. As I look around, he's constantly opening more doors for me. So I'm happy. I'm in a happy place right now. I love listening to how you explained your nugget, key nugget advice was to get up and reach out. And as you took a risk and being willing to continue to use the fight that's inside of you and you reached out in return, people have reached back. Opportunity has reached back. Doors have opened up. I feel like you just shared something for someone in particular who has been afraid to reach, has been afraid to take risk. But when you take risk and you do it in obedience to what your assignment has been, there will be an abundance of opportunity that comes back to you in return for your willingness to submit, to be obedient, and to reach. Oh, Jane, this has been amazing. I am so grateful to you. And as more information comes out for the next book, we will keep our eyes open for that. But when your most current book is that's getting ready to be released with the visionary author, Cheryl Hurley, Queens Who Defy the Odds will be coming out soon. So we will, if you follow us at Living Strong Consulting or Living Strong LLC, we will be posting when that book is out and available. So make sure that you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and or our website, which is www.livingstrongllc.com. Jane, Thank you for an amazing flip side story that has encouraged me and given me even more fight and determination to move forward. Thank you, my sister. Thank you so much, uh, Vidra, for having me. And like I said, I was nervous in the beginning, but I think I can do this again. <laughs> so now, I 
can get the audio portion of it worked out better <laughs> and the lighting portion of it worked out better. I think I could do this again. <laughs> Look, and again, just as we close out, she reached out to do something she had never done before and she's ready to do it again. That fighter spirit. I hope that has encouraged all of you this evening as you've listened in to our flip side conversation. We thank you for listening and we look forward to you joining the conversation same time next week on the flip side. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.